Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you for listening today on Revealing Wholeness. Sponsored by Infinity Whole Health. Check out our website at InfinityWholeHealth.com. Where we are revealing the eternal in each individual. The infinite In the individual, the creativity is made manifest. Limitation is let go. Now, here's your host, Dr. Troy Munson. Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Troy Munson on Revealing Wholeness. Today, we're going to go really in in a deeper level of heartburn and what happens and what's happening within your stomach. How do things heal? Why, why do we get it? What can we do about it? Is it something that I'm eating? Is it something else? You know, now we've had, we have Zantic hitting the market that says, hey, this is a known carcinogen, even the generic form. And, you know, people are going to start realizing that medication after medication after medication is not designed to heal. It's merely to mask a symptom. Whenever you suppress a symptom of any kind, you are doing damage in the human body. Yes, we don't have that symptom anymore, and I feel much better, and that's awesome, but the repercussions of suppressive medicine is is slowly coming out more and more and more until people are finally going to start rejecting medications and realizing, I've got to do something different. So let's understand this aspect of digestion so we can begin to, to... have a fix in our mind of how do I deal with heartburn? How do I deal with acid reflux? How do I deal with GERD, these problems that we've talked about in the past? Let's go a little bit deeper today. So if this is kind of a first listen for you, it's it's going to be a bit of a, of a drinking from a fire hose kind of thing, but I'm going to try to make it as simplistic and simple and easy to understand so you don't have to have all this extra schooling just to understand how your stomach digests food. But we're going to lay it out in terms of these aha moments that you're going to have along the way. So, so buckle up and let's, let's get rolling. When in our society, if we look back four or 500 years ago and, and we're on a farm, um, maybe we're doing some things that way. Maybe we're in industry. Maybe we're, in, maybe we're a printer you know, or, some, or a copier or something like that. Or maybe even attorneys that they've had forever. Or we're a priest or uh, something like that. And how often were we bombarded by sight, sound, taste, touch, feel, smell of food? You know, we didn't think about food in the olden days until we were hungry. We didn't, we didn't have all these ads. I mean, you look through a magazine now and you're bombarded by at least 20 to 30 ads of food and something that looks amazing. 
You drive down the road and every intersection is a fast food restaurant practically. So once again, you're smelling all this. For those of you, I think we talked about a couple programs in the past that the big silver thing on top of Burger King that's producing the smoke, that's just a chemical that they put in a little thing that that goes up that smoke chute and puts it out in the air so that you smell that burger. That's not actually the exhaust of them flame broiling, by the way. That's just a chemical they use. It's, it's, you know, yet another thing to kind of get you to entice you to go into the restaurant and really that rumbling of the stomach and that instant, instant, um, starting of the digestive mechanisms in our body. And so that is a problem. So we're kind of always as, you know, 21st century people, we're always bombarded by this, this food possibility. So we're always in this first phase of digestion. So what happens when we eat food? When we eat food, if we look at the stomach before we eat, it's got all these chloride ions in it. So chloride is a negative one. It's just a negatively charged atom. And it diffuses from our bloodstream through the, the stomach, through the mucous membrane, into the stomach, and they're just sitting there waiting. And some of you might think, chloride, chloride, why do I know that? Sodium chloride is stable salt. And so we use that other side of the sodium chloride molecule, that that chloride side, for the stomach. And here's why. When when we have chloride just sitting there in the stomach, it's waiting for a proton. Now, proton is kind of this, what in the world is a proton? You know, it doesn't even register in our mind. We've heard the word. We, We have an idea that it may be something molecular, really tinier, atomic, or whatever. And it is. It's a hydrogen atom. And so hydrogen has a plus one. So we have a hydrogen plus one come in contact with a chloride negative one, and they like each other really well, and they come together immediately and form hydrochloric acid. So hydrochloric acid is instantly formed within that stomach chamber to drop acidity within the stomach to start digesting food. So what happens is when we see, smell, taste, touch, think about food, Acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter that's released onto those parietal cells of our stomach and they instantly turn on that that proton pump. But there's something that has to happen before that proton pump pumps out that proton or that hydrogen ion. What has to happen is that acetylcholine immediately makes the cell membrane of of that cell of the stomach more permeable to calcium and calcium drives those proton pumps. So if some of you out there are taking proton pump inhibitors, you now have a little bit of understanding of what's happening within your stomach. You're inhibiting that proton so that you don't make hydrochloric acid. But what the doctor didn't tell you is that the heartburn that you're likely experiencing, if he really did his job well, he would have stuck a probe down into your stomach and said, what really is your acid level? So right now, I haven't eaten lunch yet. It's almost two o'clock in the afternoon. And my stomach is waiting for food. If we were to stick a device into my stomach right now, we'd find that it's probably about a 1.5 acidity. It's very acidic. I'm waiting for food. My diet, my job is to digest, break down all those proteins, carbohydrates, fats, get them separated, and so I can start absorbing that nutrients when it hits my small intestine. So if you have acid reflux, way more than 9 times out of 10 and probably more than 99 times out of 100 when you have acid reflux, you do not have enough acidity in your stomach. 
And so if we were to stick a probe down your stomach, we'd find that you're about a four, maybe 4.5 acidity, which is not enough. And at a 4.5 acidity, your body is the right um, chamber acidity as well as warmth to start fermenting food. And fermentation naturally produces CO2 gas as well as other gases. And we're happy as men and I hope women as well as individuals to release these wonderful gases with, with great oh, oomph and loud noises and belching and all that good stuff. But because we're not, we're not digesting our food and we're fermenting, we're now constantly burping. And eventually that acid is going to come up into the esophagus. And that 4.5 acid is irritating to the esophagus. It's not enough to digest the esophagus, but if we, di if we burped up a 1.5 acid, we'd be burning right through our, di our esophagus. And that'd be a whole new level of pain in your life. So if you're experiencing this irritation of heartburn and it's, it's bothersome and it's painful because it's been going on a while, likelihood that you've been experiencing not enough acidity in your stomach. So how do we change that? Well, number one, we already talked about calcium turns it on. We also talked about the nervous system releasing acetylcholine to those cells to turn on that mechanism of allowing calcium into the cells now to turn that proton pump on and now spitting out hydrogen. We also need enough chloride ions in our stomach and people on low salt diets, they don't get enough chloride. We need sodium chloride and we get rid of salt relatively easily, but those that are struggling with it, there are other issues there that we've got to tackle and, and it's a bit out of, out of this talk today, but suffice to say, we'll get to that as well. But now here's the other thing. Every time you spit a proton out of a cell, you take away a positive charge in a cell. You must add that positive charge back into the cell. And what those cells use is potassium. And some people are like, potassium? You mean I'm going to have to eat more bananas? No, because bananas have a lot of sugar and not a lot of potassium. You, they might Google it and say the number one source of potassium is bananas, but it's not, it's not usable in the form that we think because we're so busy trying to, to do or at least deal with the sugar that's in the banana. So there's better sources of potassium than a banana. So where do we get potassium? Now, if you've ever noticed at a fancy restaurant, you go there and let's say you order some four-course meal. What's the first thing they'll typically bring you, or at least they used to bring you? They used to bring you a salad. And they used to bring you some mixed greens in that salad. And those bitter herbs and those mixed greens have lots of potassium. Anything green out there that you're eating is likely has potassium, unless it's green jello, pistachios, although pistachios have some... <laughs> some potassium in it, you know, but green M&Ms don't, you know, green candy doesn't. We're talking about like the leafy stuff, the stuff that a lot of people won't eat, the green beans, the, the kale, the broccoli, um, any kind of bitter herbs. I told a patient today, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't put uh, chemicals on my yard. I go out and I pick the dandelion leaves and I'll throw them in my salad. People are like, you eat dandelion leaves? Well, of course, anything that bleeds white as a plant is good for you. So if you cut lettuce in half, it bleeds white. So do dandelion leaves. So those are things that you could eat. And they're bitter, but they're very high in potassium and calcium both. Those are things that we need to prime our digestive system for and start working to our benefit 
to, try, to digest the wonderful steak we're gonna have or fish or chicken or whatever protein source that you're going to do. So that's kind of how our bodies to work is, is we've gotten away from or not understood that there's things in how we eat them that make a big difference in how we digest. So we've kind of come through this full circle. It's, it's kind of complicated, but I would re-listen to this a couple times and you can always shoot me an email as, as you have questions. And we'd love to hear from you and, and work on things that way. But there's things that we'd also say that, let's say, as you begin to eat this way, all of a sudden your digestive system becomes more and more primed. Your taste buds will change. The vegetables that you, that you eat will actually change flavor. As we get away from doing grains and carbs, if you've, as you've listened to my show, your taste buds will become more sensitive too. And those foods will change flavor until actually, you know what, I kind of actually enjoy Brussels sprouts. I never thought I would say that. Or I'm enjoying asparagus, or I'm enjoying, um, I love green beans sauteed lightly in butter with Parmesan cheese on them. Fantastic. Love it. A little bit of uh, almost browned Parmesan cheese. Wonderful. Highly recommend you do that, especially towards the, the end of summer. We've just kind of picked all these green beans. They're still somewhat fresh. You can do that. It's a wonderful thing to do. But until next time, I'm Dr. Troy Munson on Revealing Wholeness. This concludes another episode of Revealing Wholeness with Dr. Troy Munson. If you have any questions concerning this podcast or others, you can reach Dr. Munson by email at chiroman, that's C-H-I-R-O man, at dr dot com. Or you can call him at his office during office operation hours at 360-893-8586. This show is sponsored by Infinity Whole Health on the Disruptors Podcast Network.